science and technology. Hello and welcome to episode 32 of The Tech Garage. I'm Zach. I'm Matt. And today we have quite a show for you. Uh, you sound super enthusiastic today about the stuff that we're going to talk about. Yeah, because um, traditionally we don't do a great job of prepping for the show. We just right. sort of uh, show up. And, and wing uh, it. And wing it. Yeah. Today we are taking um, a new approach. We're not even going to bother to wing it. We barely, barely... I. I can't even tell you, give you a preview of the topics we're going to talk about today. Right, right. I think one of our topics is shit that we don't care about. Well, actually, that's a new segment. Now, I've been working on names. Like, I thought maybe it would be fun if we added segments to the show. So, uh, Now, this is just the beta version. I'm open to other people's suggestions for names, but we are going to debut a new segment called Things We Don't Care About But I Guess Are News. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we weren't really much of the brevity today, so uh, yeah, that happens. What else do we got on there? What's what else is on the? I forgot already. We've been talking about this for the last fifteen minutes pre-show, and I don't remember what we actually discussed. Yeah. Plus, so the viewers or listeners haven't heard it yet. We're going to talk a little bit about the, and by a little bit, I mean a tiny bit about the March ninth event from Apple, because um, I didn't actually do any research on it, but everybody's expecting it to be talking about the Apple Watch availability, give us some more features, give us what's going to be there. And damn it, I just blew this segment by saying everything I knew right now. Personally, I feel that that should go into the news we don't care about section, but whatever. Right, that's because you're one of the, what, 4% of the world that has a Windows phone? Yeah, yeah. Something like that. I, you know, I'd actually like to see the metrics on that for how many people outside of Microsoft have Windows phones. Mm, I've seen those. I can't talk about it here. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> I think I probably have two. <laughs> Um, and then we're going to talk a little bit about the, and I'm, I'm going to probably butcher the name of this, the Eero. It's a new Wi-Fi mesh router. So uh, Matt bought a new router this week, so we thought it would be timely to discuss some of the uh, new and innovative things that are happening in the consumer router space. Yeah, because that's super engaging for most people. Yeah, so honestly, what we're trying to say is if there's a, if this is your first time listening, A, we're sorry. Uh, go back to some of the earlier stuff, like episode one. Start there. Um, ignore the really shitty quality of episode one. Uh, just listen to the content. Uh, and if you want to skip an episode, definitely skip today. Yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, do we want to start with my my router problems that I've had over the last uh Yeah, let's talk about a new router. And you, sure. just, you bought a new router, what, two months ago, three months ago, uh, something like that? Something like that. It might have been six, eight months ago. But yeah, I think we Black might have Hawk. talked about it on the podcast. Did we? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember. Well, you know what? I bet people skip that episode. So we and that's probably it a good choice. Yeah. yeah, so uh, I, I've, uh, for the last couple years, had a uh, um, Apple time capsule thing, right? It's the router with a hard drive built in, all my machines back up to it, everything's hunky-dory and amazing, except for the fact that the first one I bought lasted um, about a year and a half and yeah. died, and so I went and got another one. That one lasted six months before I had to go take it back to the Apple store, get it replaced, and I was like, okay, I'm done with this. I mean, it's handy. But I'd like a router that works a little bit better. So I got myself a Nighthawk. One of the reasons I went with that is because it has a bunch of processor power. And it can also do the time machine backups because you just plug a USB drive into there and my computers can all back up to it. Yeah, which is which is nice. So I, let's see, I had a uh, Buffalo router with DW, DDWRT set up on it so I could do all kinds of custom crap and 
Is there like a name dropping equivalent for? Yeah, I'm like totally cool because I know about DDWRT or like Tomato Router. So like, yeah, pretty much that's what I just did. Yeah, Dick. Uh, <laughs> so, so <laughs> technology cred, technology cred. Yeah. So, and it was like a fifty dollar router. So it was, it was, it worked great. And I'm not exactly sure why you know solid state routers start flaking out after about two years. You mean the fact that there is absolutely zero moving parts? Yeah, yeah. And I keep it in a nice, cool location, dry. Um, it's probably all the time that you're uh, you know taking it out and playing with it, right? Yeah, I'm sure that's exactly what, yeah. what causes it to eventually break down. And they never just fail, right? No, they, they always fail in a weird way where you're like. My internet works right now, and now it's sort of working, but I don't... And, okay, they're, they're, it's buffering Yeah, but things seem Netflix to be fine, and, and uh, that's weird that, like, uh, I guess, like, uh, maybe I should rebuild my computer, or, like, why is the internet... Like, why are things slow? Uh, a- actually, I own Macs, so I don't actually run into that. I have to rebuild my right, computer right, right. problem every year. So, uh, <laughs> I, I, honestly, with Windows, I don't anymore, either. Uh, right. Yeah. So, uh... The the Buffalo router died about three months ago, and uh, I was like, ah, well, and, and died like again in that half-hearted death, right? It, right. It, it, it still works as long dead. as you don't want to use the Wi-Fi. Well, yeah, it kind of works. It just works poorly, and like you got to reboot it once a day, and then it kind of works again. Or it just doesn't connect up to one of your devices for no bloody reason. Yeah, yeah, things like that. So uh, the CenturyLink modem that I um, when I got it, I was too much of a snob to use the Wi-Fi router that comes built in with it. Because seriously, yeah. uh, so uh, I was, you know, and it died, and I was like, oh, let me just turn on that Wi-Fi and, and see how it works. And huh, well, it, it works. So, eh, I don't, I don't care, right? So I didn't really do anything else for a couple of months. Uh the last. So, so let me digress a little bit. The last couple of months. Whoa, whoa, we're gonna digress. We we really got to stay on topic today. <laughs> I, I no, I knew this was happening when it released uh, a year and a half ago, but uh, Microsoft remade Age of Empires two, and released the Age of Empires two HD edition. So this you is were a game right, that was ten years old, right? You are right now going to explain to people the reason that your router all of a sudden became a priority to you, and this is the means you're going to go with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, it also explains that it mostly worked also up until a certain point. So uh, in December, while I was on like Christmas break, I was like, hey, you know what? They're, they're, they're selling a version of this for $6 on, on Steam. Ah, what, what the heck? Like, I should buy it. I should get some, some people that I used to play it with to buy it too, and we should all play together. And me and Joel and Frank have played a bit, and me and Frank played a lot. So to recap, uh, men in their 40s, or thereabouts. Yeah, I think uh, mostly. Have yeah. been spending how much time each night? Eh, like an hour or two, three, five, whatever. Okay, so like three to five hours a night. Yeah, not every playing night. Playing a ten like, you know, three to seven nights a week. Now, okay, so three to seven nights a week, right, right. Uh, ten, five hours a night. And to really kind of paint the picture here, what is going on? Don't muck with that, dude. It's fine. Uh, okay, I'll trust it, you. It's, it's you not, hear it too? I hear it too, but All it's right. not showing up on Ignore the it. Ignore it. Uh, so again, to paint the picture, what you're telling me is like three grown men in their forties spending uh, three to seven nights a week for three to five hours a night playing a ten year old video game 
while it's, it's also a year and a half year old video game. They just re, they remade it. Right, with, excuse with me, HD a year graphics. And, uh, an HD um, video game yeah. that's been remade. Uh, and also, if I remember the stories correctly, talking to each other on the phone at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, because it wasn't built in with, with, with chat, so, you know, instead of conference call, so we can talk shit. So three grown men in their 40s for five hours a night uh, on a conference call playing a 10-year-old video game. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. All right. So here's the thing. Uh, that game is particularly susceptible to lag. And uh, I didn't notice any until about two weeks ago. And then we would be playing a game and it'd be, it would just get super leggy and everything would hang. And you'd be like, what's going on? And it just kept getting worse. And I'd go, ah, let me reboot my router and see what see if it gets any better. Yep. Let me reboot. Frank, reboot your router. I, I don't know what's going on. Like, let's just try crap. And uh, You work in the IT or the uh, service engineering field with servers and machines, and the best solution you have to my network is so is, ah, everybody reboot your router. It'll get better. Right, right. I, <laughs> look at what I work on. So uh, mostly I just want to get back to, hey, that's the quickest solution to fix the problem. Right. I, it's not so much I really want to, like, root cause or anything. I just want to, like, you know. You're, you're not going to do a postmortem on that? No, I just want, to, I, the... just want a quick solution. Uh, until it got so bad that I was like, hang on. I I just got to stop for an hour. I got to troubleshoot this, figure out what's going on. Um, I did isolate it, laid it down to the router, tried tweaking a couple settings, didn't help. Um, I recognized that my, you know, 56 megabit upload speed um, over my modem was degraded to about a half a megabit uh, when I was doing it over Wi-Fi. Name dropping and now trying to, like, denigrate me with your wicked fast internet speed. <laughs> right, right. So uh, what would happen is when I was using my Wi-Fi router, my internet speeds were about the same as yours uh, when you were... Dude, I can get, like, uh, like 800. Actually, I can get one and a half up Yeah, pretty consistently. Yeah, yeah. I can't get jack shit down, but hey. <laughs> so I... Uh, yeah, so I went on Amazon and I bought a new router. And that seems to have made everything awesome again. So, you know. So you're back so to good. playing your uh, video game unfettered un- by... Uh, Pretty much completely unfettered. Um, I've been able which, to... Which router did you get, actually? Uh, I got an Asus mm, uh, something, something, other, other, you With know, some numbers with and letters? some numbers, yeah. Nice. Um, I, I did look at the... So, you, you know, what's interesting is when I went into Amazon and I typed in router, uh, they actually have a... The, the Nighthawk yep. router series actually has a whole, like promoted page on amazon right now of buy the nighthawk routers there's the one you've got there's one with like six antennas coming off of it that looks like a spaceship that's uh yeah uh, um even more fancy i go back and forth on routers what i want them to look like because i mean really they sit in the closet at my house i don't honestly care what they look like yeah but the nighthawk does look super cool it it looks it looks pretty (laughs) badass uh the router i got looks very similar to the Nighthawk, not quite as right. Um, not quite as Batmobile-y. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was thinking stealth airplane, but uh, yeah, kind of the same style. Uh, so this this new router though that we, you were you were telling me about the Arrow, yeah, or Arrow E R O, yeah. Uh, it's actually kind of a neat little thing. Uh, so. As you might have noticed, when you drop a router in your house, sometimes you end up with dead spots where you're a little too far away. Yep. And when you have that, you have a couple of options usually for what you can do to fix that. You can go and buy a range extender. You can buy a bridge. You can buy another um, router so that you can use that bridge in your other router to 
and like, this is Banyan really Network. this is really only a problem for rich people who have really big fucking houses. That is correct. Right. Um, so the good folks, uh, a couple of folks, uh, basically internet millionaire type people, stepped back and said, "What can we do to solve this problem?" So they came up with the Eero, which is you buy it in a three pack. They're these really cute little puck looking things. They're white. They look like they're made by Apple. Yeah, they with do. The, the the you know uh, design of them. And you plug one of them into your um, router, uh, your uh, cable modem, DSL, whatever it happens to be, fiber, I don't care. And then you plug the other two into just power, and they communicate together. They figure out how to make all of the traffic just flow where it needs to, quick and easy with no setup from you. Yeah, so the thing that I thought was really interesting on it was, you know, if you look at a, a traditional router, and let's say you've got... Again, you're a rich motherfucker and you got a house that's stupid big, but your your uh, your internet is at one end of the house. Yep. And so you put a, a range extender and it gets about the middle of the house. You can't put another range extender that gets to the other end of the house. Right. You, you can't do a double hop. Yep. Um, with these, you can actually they'll daisy chain together up to like yep. ten of them, and they will, you know, so you can cover a really wide area. Yeah. Each unit is apparently supposed to cover about a thousand square feet. So for those of you that have houses that are 10,000 square feet, great. We now have a solution for you. Yeah. Um, and I was looking at it. They also have a bunch of other kind of cool stuff baked in. Like, um, again, I live out in the sticks, so nobody can actually connect to my Wi-Fi unless I can see you sitting in my parking lot. Um, so I don't have a protected network, right? Just anybody can come and get on it. Uh, for those of you that live in the city, as I understand it, that is not a common practice. And when people come over to your house, you either have to give them your key, which can be long, arduous, ugly to type in, or they have to go, like, you know, sync up somehow with your router. Uh, I know there's been a bunch of uh, work over the years to make that easier. Like, some of them now have one-touch routers where you go and, like, press a button with a device near it. and Yeah, the, you happens. push the WPS button and you can do stuff, but whatever. Yeah, but uh, this one actually will now just send text messages to people. Let them go, oh, there's the information I need. We're done. It also will send you notifications if you have nodes that go offline, if your internet dies. Um, just cool stuff that makes you go, oh, I have that problem solved, even though it's not actually a problem that any of us deal with ever. Yeah, the other thing that I thought was cool was, so with my new router, it's like dual band. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm moving up in the world from single <laughs> band. Um and, and so you get, you know, 2.5 gigahertz or a, or a 5 gigahertz. Maybe it's right. 2.4, I can't remember. 2.4, 2.5 gigahertz. Some number of 2-something gigahertz or 5 gigahertz. The By the way, this is the best review of any device ever. I, I just don't want people calling me up and going, like, you said 2.5, but it's 2.4. We, we do get a lot of calls with people correcting our podcast. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's a, a legitimate Probably the, the high volume of listeners that we have. So... Uh, the the thing is the the two point five gigahertz range has a much wider range than the five gigahertz, but a lot smaller bandwidth. So, um, you know, you can set up. On so, the, why don't you explain this in terms that everybody can understand? Wait, I, what I does it do matter when you're streaming on UPorn? Do you want to be using the two point four or the five? Well, really, if you're just streaming UPorn, like the the bandwidth consumption, either one will probably work. So. It's whichever one you can actually connect to. So probably if you're like at the far end of your house and you can't pick up the 2.5 signal anymore, you're probably going to use the the 2.4. But if you're doing like uh, massive, um, you know, BitTorrent downloads of porn, 
mm-hmm. um, and you want those to go really fast so you can I'm start listening. getting your, your porn consumption going faster, right. you're going to want to get on the 5 gigahertz network because it's going to download that porn faster for you. Okay. Is that, is, that, is that a good enough layman's explanation of this? I think that makes sense. Everybody can understand that. Yeah. Now, the thing is... Because when you're talking about bandwidth and space and, like, we need to pull out our slide rules or our, you know, TI-83s yeah. and start doing some uh, differential equations. Now, the thing hard. is, with, with, with the normal router, like the, the one I've got, you basically, it, it sets up two wireless networks and you have to choose if you want the 2.5 or the 5 when you connect with your laptop. Oh, man, that is just so much work. With the arrow, it'll actually automatically decide which is the best network for you to use, and so you don't have to do that. So I just I thought it was a cool. Yeah, that is actually that, that's like I said, uh, the folks who made the arrow are doing a really good job of trying to take the complexity out of routers. And I know for both of us, it seems laughable that there is complexity in routers because you know uh, it's pretty straightforward. But you know, honestly, I've had any number of troubleshooting calls with my dad where he has had a problem with his router, and it is something that is just not in everybody's day-to-day life and it's not something they like to use or really want to focus any energy on. So any any kind of reimagining of the space to actually make it more consumer-friendly I think is a good thing. Yeah. Now, the uh, the downside of it, it's like 500 bucks for three of them. Yeah, the early article I read, I think on Engadget a while back, said that they were targeting the $300 price range. Um, so, you know, they're yeah. each 100 bucks each. It looks like they may have missed that. Yeah, on the Arrow page right now, to click, if you click the uh, pre-order button, it's 499 for a three-pack or, or I think, 200 for one. So you do get a price break if you buy three, but, like, uh, yeah. Yeah, it, it, is, it is a little bit on the premium side, but you usually have to pay more for better experience. Uh, yeah. That's why it's more expensive to stay at Caesar's Palace than it is to stay at the uh, Flamingo, where I usually stay. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, the drawback there is the Flamingo does give you the sexy porn beds. Uh, yeah, yeah. So there's that. I mean, anytime you have pink pleather on the uh, headboard, you're doing well. No, it's white shiny vinyl. Oh, white shiny vinyl. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. It was look just looked pink when my drunken state because of all of the uh, oh the lighting might lighting. Make, make yeah. It, yeah, yeah. So what we're saying, go to Vegas, go check out the Flamingo <laughs> or Caesars, which I really like. It was a nice tangent. <laughs> okay, so let's talk a little bit. Actually, this is where I probably should put some music in. Let's talk our new segment. So right now we are stepping into things we don't care about, but I guess our news. Mm, yeah, what's the first one on there? The iWatch? No. Oh, I keep coming back to that, sorry. I, look, here's the thing. Uh, Luddites, uh, Mennonites mostly, a bunch of Amish people, they don't care about a lot of things. Based off of the things that you care about, you might want to find a group of folks that are a little less technology savvy and a mm. little more like, I want to carry rocks around with me. <laughs> um, so now I think the first item up for um, things that we don't care about, but I guess our news is Hillary Clinton running her own email server. Like, yeah, yeah. A, why is this a story? B, doesn't she have an aid for that? Uh, so... What's weird is so, so and I because you don't follow politics at all. I don't think you know anything about this, right? She used to be the president's wife, and then what was she? Like this secretary of the state or something? Senator, senator. And then yeah. what was she? Uh, oh, so she, a then mom. She was, then she, she was a mom, <laughs> and then she was secretary of state. Right. Uh, so while she was secretary of state, which is when the you know whole Benghazi crap went down, uh, apparently. So for our Canadian listeners, do you want to explain how government actually works in real nations? 
uh, nothing gets done. Okay, good. Yeah, bunch of people stand around talking, not actually doing anything. So uh, apparently, when you're working, if you, particularly for the State Department, I suspect, but you know, in in the federal government, you're supposed to use the government sanctioned um, infrastructure for Correct. any any technology stuff, and this is to ensure that you know when you're sending and receiving emails, they're properly secured. Correct. Uh, and there's rules about this. Now, to be clear, they're rules, not laws. Is this another thing where somebody's going to ask to define what is is? <laughs> I think so. Awesome. So it's uh, more of a guideline. So there's policies and procedures, but there's not like any. It's not um, you're going to get fined or go to jail for it. Oh well, so that's too bad. This is, I, to me, that's part of the reason it falls into the. I don't know if I give a shit. Um, well, here's the thing, and I think this is. Pro- and I'm going to totally make shit up because I have no idea even where you're going or what this is about. Yeah, but at work. We have corporate email accounts at work, yeah. and we have to use those for all of our corporate email. There's yeah. some rules around what we can and can't do with them. There are? Yeah. Oh, I probably don't follow those rules. Were I to circumvent those rules, I'd get fired. Yes, you could. Yeah. yeah. In, in the case of the government, uh, there's nothing really akin to firing, because when you're as rich as a senator or as rich as Hillary Clinton, she, yeah. oh boy, I got let go from the government. Big fucking deal. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, she doesn't have that job anymore anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, she's looking at a new job, but so I'm just not completely sure it's happening. Wait, is this going to take her out of the running for the presidency? Well, I mean, that's what like the people on Fox News keep, you know, like pushing for. But I don't, I don't know. I, I'm why, not even. Why would we, they let? Why would they let foxes to, do news? I mean, they like, just hey, I'm running around in the woods. There's a hole here. I think yeah. I found a rabbit to eat. Like, to be honest, I'm not even a fan of Hillary Clinton, I, and I'm not sure why you would. Well, set well up wait, your, wait. I thought you were like super liberal and shit. Uh, mostly, I am. So, don't you have to be a fan of? Wait, do you hate women? Uh, no, 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 no. no. So, uh, <laughs> this is why we don't talk about politics. I have a really hard time yeah. paying attention. Uh, but but here's the thing. I, I don't know why you'd run your own email server if they got one running for you at work. This is why I wouldn't use my own email server to do my like. Here's here's why I wouldn't use email server at work. Run my own email server to do work communication. Because it's a pain in the ass and it's a bunch of extra overhead that I don't have to do because there's a guy in the IT department that runs the exchange servers for me. Yeah. Uh, there was about a three-week... I have my own custom domain, a number of them, and I have an email address that I bound to that domain and I was running it on my own mail server for about like, I want to say 40 whole minutes Yeah. before I was like, okay, now I'm just going to bind this to Gmail and move on and never think about it again. Yeah. Like, guys... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I way don't way easier. Yeah. So no, I guess you know, hey, it's security of state and whatnot, and people were concerned about um, hackers getting in or something. But well, so w- actually, the thing I would actually be more concerned about than hackers getting in is was that a legitimate? Like, was that I don't know what our government does. It, do what do they use? Dot gov. I don't like, know. Dot. Dot gov probably. <laughs> well, like so, were they actually? Was it a legitimate mail server? that was sending out on the government domain names and I, I think all it was actually no 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 it was going to like something like Hillary or, or some some Hillary.org. It, or it was like H D T two or something like that, some acronym for Hillary. Um okay. and then at Clintons dot com. So she was So it's not like anybody that got it didn't recognize it wasn't in the government domain right. either. So she wasn't like use she wasn't doing anything to say she wasn't trying to impersonate anybody no she was just forwarding mail to herself for like no 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 like, later. like she would like re- email to 
like correspondence back and forth with people. Right, but like I just don't understand why Etsy. Okay, we can move on because we don't care because it's not a thing. That's why we're yeah, talking like, about it. Totally dumb. Okay, item number two on our list. Apparently, Tinder has decided to um, charge people um, for their premium service if they're over thirty. No, no, no. I, I, so I think now again, I, I don't know that I really care about this. So I didn't look at it too closely. This is the world's best segment ever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently, Tinder, which is the uh, for those of you who don't know, like singles dating like hookup app. Yeah, I know a number of folks that have used it and actually, uh, you know, found people there. I, that was Grinder, which what? is Grinder, which is a little different. Maybe. <laughs> I thought I, th- I thought our buddy was using a lot of them. <laughs> which which buddy? At uh, Coppola. Oh, okay. I don't know. Grindr's I don't know like what Steve's, he was using. Isn't I, it? I thought yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> or Darren. Yeah. Uh. So. <laughs> anyway. Uh. Yeah. Apparently, like it, 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 you 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 pull it up on your phone and you find people. It shows a map of people that are DTF, and then you get a look at their picture and decide whether or not you want to like. Um, Talk to them or not, right? Talk. Right. Which, which, which also has led to all kinds of internet hilarity. You've seen the the like screenshots of people like having like the text message conversations from uh, yeah from Tinder, right? Of like guys texting a chick who they like found is like, "You want to suck my balls" or something like that, right? And then super classy lines that I'm surprised don't work when you say at the mall yeah. or you know the grocery store. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, they're, uh, apparently they're switching to a premium service. I, and I'm not sure what you get for being a, pre- being a premium member. I would assume it's a lot like LinkedIn where you get the easier ability to contact people, more information, stuff like that. Yeah, that's kind of my guess also. Um, but they're charging more for people who are over 30. How are so, they validating your age? Are they just assuming the age that you put in for the dating app is actually correct? I, I guess. They're assuming people on the internet don't lie. Huh. Yeah. Because I thought rule number one of the internet was always lie. I don't believe that's actually rule number one of the internet. I believe rule number one of the internet is The internet is anonymous. for porn? Oh. <laughs> it could go either way. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, however it goes. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, how's it, that, as, as somebody that's over 30, how does that make you feel? I could. I don't care. Because, in the least yeah but let's assume you were single and you were trying to like send dick pics to chicks randomly on the internet i right? still wouldn't and care you had to pay more than a 25 year old like here's the thing uh there's areas in our life where it should be uniform across the board and fair for everybody right like if i'm speeding the cops should be able to pull me over and go hey you're speeding La, I shouldn't get, it shouldn't be more or less depending on how old or young I am. Okay. When it comes to extra crap like dating websites, dude, just charge whatever the people will pay, right? (laughs) Yes, pretty much. Because they can choose, like, here's the thing. This is a new business model approach for Tinder, right? If it doesn't pan out for them, they can go back to the old business model. Sure, they'll have lost users, but uh, there's been plenty of examples on the internet where people have tried to charge for stupid shit and gone, whoa, I am just kidding. That is totally not what we should have done. We're going to go back to this being free or low cost or uniform for everybody. I mean, I have to assume Tinder did um, some analysis and found that they are a 18 to 25 demographic and that yeah. they have diminishing returns after 30. And then there's way more time that the 30-year-olds are probably spending on tech support. Well, and pro- probably the 30s are also like the creepy old dudes. Like over 30, you hit the creepy old dude hitting on the young 20-year-old girl. And yeah. like... Yeah, uh, uh, there's yeah. there's probably some people that are going to get all uh, 
up in arms and claim that some kind of age discrimination, but it's not. Yeah. And, and if it is, who cares? I, I mean, how much is it even a month? I, I don't know. I, this is something I don't care about. Interestingly enough, in a related story... I love the segment, by the way. <laughs> um, uh, I was walking... I was at work this week, and there's a guy on my team who's just graduated from college like six months ago. And there's a couple other guys on my team that are in their late 30s, early 40s. And one of the guys in his early 40s just got a new phone. He got an a Android device. Yeah. And so he's sitting in his office with another one of the guys that's in his late 30s. They're both like hunched over his phone trying to do something. And Kevin, the recent college grad, is, grad, is just sitting there staring at him with this perplexed look on his face and glee. Now, <laughs> the perplexed look I understand because that happens a lot when you're, um, you know. Was it, was it glee or schadenfreude? <laughs> a little bit of both. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I walked by, and I was in a hurry, and I stopped, came back, and I did a double take. I'm like, Kevin, are you laughing at the old men trying to figure out how to operate a phone? He starts giggling. Yes. They were trying to do, uh, like, get the calendar to show multiple calendars in a single screen on uh, one of the guy's phone. Right, which, which shouldn't be hard. No, I, so. I showed him in, like, three seconds how to do it on my iPhone, which is almost the exact same way you do it on a Windows phone, which is right. also, if I remember right, the basically the same way you do it on an Android device. It probably is, yeah. So, uh, apparently, they'd been there for 15 minutes trying different things, and uh, Kevin was just over the moon because, you know, it's funny to watch old people with tech. <laughs> yes, old people are dumb. That so, means us, basically. Yeah, I, I'm well aware of that. I, dude, technology problem I had the other night. I was trying to play my guitar, and it was wired into a mixing board, and my I flipped the standby switch. I made sure the rocker switch on the back was off, so it's piping all of the sound through the mixing board and not out the speaker. And I'm, like, strumming on my guitar. It's not making any sound. I look down, make sure my volume pots are turned all the way up. I strum some more, no sound. I, like, start to mess with the dials on the amp to make sure they're right. And um, the bass player taps me on the shoulder and goes, Dude, sir, your guitar's not plugged in. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, son of a bitch! (laughs) Because, yeah, I'm so old now, I don't even recognize that my guitar is not plugged into the amp, which is probably why there is no music coming out. Probably probably the most likely reason, yeah. Yeah, at least the first thing you should check. So the last item in uh, Things We Don't Care About But I Guess Are News is a new iPhone app that has been released recently. Oh, okay. Outlook for iPhone is now available. So uh, I I think I actually... So, and again, because, you know, I generally don't care about iPhone stuff, but um, this made the news a lot. Um, and I think I probably, just from reading news articles, maybe was more aware of it than you were initially. I had no idea. I yeah. was actually out to lunch with a friend, and he told me about it. And I was like, ooh, I'm going to go download that and try and, it out. And overwhelmingly, um, the feedback on it has been that this is the best mail app on the iPhone, hands down. Great job, Microsoft. That's been, the, that's been the feedback. Also, by the way, if I remember right, this is basically Microsoft bought this company, branded it Outlook, and then put it out. Okay. But anyway... So now we'll go on with your story, which might have a slightly different flavor to it. So I was super stoked because um, I I actually like Exchange. Exchange has a bunch of really cool features. I check my uh, work mail on my phone. I've been using the Outlook web app, OA, for um, as long as the app for the iPhone has been out. 
It is amazing. It gives me the exact same feel on my phone that I get when I'm sitting at my computer, right? Yeah, the interesting thing is, and again, because I'm a Windows Phone user, I actually, there's features in there, like contact cards and stuff, that you get, that you pull up on your iPhone that I don't get as a Microsoft user, which is frustrating and weird. Yeah. But, like, eh, whatever. It looks like what the Office team did. I have no idea if this is, in fact, what they did. I'm guessing here. I don't work with them or have any hidden knowledge. Right, right. But they, over the last number of years, have done a great job of really uh, making Outlook web access super amazing. Uh, It's very easy to use. It's very clear what's going on. And then they just took that and said, okay, we're going to build an iPhone app, and we're going to tweak a little bit here. And they changed the wrapper, but they're using, I would assume, all of the same stuff that you get on the web. So they add new features to the web. Ta-da! It shows up on my phone. Right. Super awesome, amazing, and to find out that Microsoft has now come out with a full-on Outlook app for my iPhone, yeah, I was excited. I was like, this is going to be great. In fact, while I was at lunch with my buddy, I started to download it right there, right? Yeah. I'm like, I'm getting this shit because it's going to be good. And then I turned it on, like, I, I got it downloaded, and I started to use it, and I'm like, well, where's the quick and easy contact card that I can just click up for on my phone because sometimes I need to know where a person's office is. Right. Oh, I got to go over to contacts and then search for the contact. No, that's just, ugh. Where are my categories? Because I use categories so that I can see which emails were sent to me so they're a different color and which ones go to my team so I can pay attention to what's happening. Those are missing. Uh, searching on my Outlook web app, it's just like searching on my desktop. Yep. Works great. The Outlook app, not so much like... I'm happy that there's an Outlook app for the iPhone, like just a native one. And I hope in the future it gets better. But I'm sticking with the Outlook web app because it's badass. Yeah, yeah. So, FYI, I think maybe, maybe that might be a nice. Uh, I wonder if some of the people that are using mail on, on the, the iPhone don't either have access to, you know, OA or haven't tried it yet. That's possible. You know, and maybe that's why they think the Outlook app was so awesome. Yeah, and I mean, the, the Outlook app uh, is clean, well-designed, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it has, I would hope, I, I guess for me, when I'm using, uh, and actually this is a great segue into something that I've been using lately that is um, handy across the board. So, when I'm using something on my desktop and on my phone and on a tablet and on, you know, just in the web... I want it all to be the same everywhere, or as close to same as is uh, possible, right? Yeah. Um, that's why the Outlook Web Access is such a win, because it's almost exactly the same experience I have with the Outlook client on my desktop and the Outlook Web app on my phone. So everything's easy. I don't have a lot of like uh, cognitive breaks because of things being different. Um, Todoist, which is a, uh, a to-do list manager, right? They have... Um, quite possibly the widest breadth of that. Like, there's a ton of really good to-do list managers out there. Some of them are only um, available on Apple products, like anything built by the Omni Group. Yep. Um, there is uh, Task Paper, a bunch of other cool stuff that is, like, very Mac-centric. There is stuff that is very Windows-centric and only available over there. Todoist said, you know what? Uh, you're going to get this everywhere. And it's all going to be exactly the same. They've got a built-in client for iPhone or an app for iPhone, they've got an OS X client, they've got a Windows client, they've got a Linux client, they've got an Android device, they've got plugins for Outlook, they've got, pl- like, any place you would ever think, oh, I need to either look at my to-dos or take something out of this and add it to a to-do, Yeah, they have it. Like, on my desktop, I'm running the uh, uh, 
uh, Outlook plugin as well as the desktop app. Yep. yep. Because it is just there's certain cases that make it easier. Uh, so they've done really well, and that's kind of one of the reasons why I like them is because I get a very uniform experience across the board. But they're even taking into account things that you can do um, on different devices, right? Like there's some notification screen tie-ins and other things on my iPhone that make it easy to um, log events quickly. Uh, they have the same thing for the Android. Slightly different, but that's mostly just because of the way the phone's usability goes. Yep. So, you know, good job there. But that's really what I want for my apps. So if I have an app called Outlook on my iPhone, Outlook on my desktop, Outlook on the web, I want them all to be as similar as possible. So, hey, Microsoft, if you're listening, do that. Cool. So uh, a couple other things we I, th- I think we talked about maybe in the last podcast that we had. Um, which was some additional stuff that we're going to be doing, mostly a fitness podcast. Ah, yes, yes, the fitness podcast. You haven't seen that yet. No, Uh, but I did get, I I took step number one last week, step number two last night. So to be clear, this isn't actually going to be a podcast on the same podcast network. This is going to be a video podcast so that you can see your fat asses. Yep. Um, And so it'll be posted on YouTube. But uh, we will somehow figure out how to get into the same feed onto our Facebook page, et cetera, et cetera, yep. when, it's, when it's finally available and we finally actually start making that also. We might actually just want to run, start running all this through the company. Uh, so we have the a podcast company? networks. The, yeah, uh, Phil Manali. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, so last week I cleaned the garage, made up space and room so we can actually start doing our videos here. Uh, last night I picked up some uh, green paint so we can make our own green screen. Yeah, because we're going next level shit here, man. This is it's gonna be it's gonna be like rainbows and unicorns and shit flying around behind us, or in our fat ass. We can probably make something. that happen, actually. And uh, yeah, <gasps> can Jar Jar Binks come on? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he's not allowed. How about Conan O'Brien? He would be allowed if he wanted to show up somehow ever, which yeah. is unlikely. I'm sure we know a guy. Yeah, we should get our people on that. See if Conan's gonna be coming. And I think you all know what that magical sound means. That uh, means you're not gonna hear us for another, uh, hopefully, only two weeks. Yes. So thanks for listening. We uh, hope to see you all back, and promise next time our show will actually be good. 